Hello and welcome. This is Couples Counseling for Parents, a show about couple relationships, how they work, why they don't, and what you can do to fix what's broken. Here are parents. Our dad, Dr. Stephen Mitchell, and our mom, Ann Mitchell. Hello, and thanks for joining us today on Couples Counseling for Parents. I'm Dr. Stephen Mitchell. I'm Erin Mitchell. On today's show, we will be discussing the principle that your partner cannot make you feel a certain way. My mom used to say this to my my brother and me when we were growing up. I didn't like it then. I don't think I like it now. (laughs) You don't like it. You You really want it to be the case that I can make you feel a certain way. Yes. Why do, why do you want it? Why do you want that to be true? I think why this is a loaded conversation is so like conceptually and theoretically and I don't know, like on paper, I support everything we are about to say. Yes. And the feeling though is so now you are um, removed from any responsibility. Accountability. Any, mm-hmm. any, yeah, yeah. Like, I I can't make you feel that way. So so I think a good thing to say is don't hear what we're not saying, but listen so that we can tell you what we are saying. <laughs> well, <laughs> or what we do. I will that, be here we, to police we this for us because this I do think that this can be taken wrong. I yes. do, and yes. I have taken it wrong. And to be perfectly honest. It has been said to me wrong. Yes. Not by you, but I have a history of that, of like, hey, your feelings are your own. Like, yeah. I can't make yeah. you feel that way. I have no part of it. So, I mean, basically, we're just really jumping in it. Here we right go. Here. Let's do it. And we're going to, um, we're just going to navigate some some kind of rough waters here because I, I think that the reason this feels really important is because we talk to couples all the time and there, and there is this... Um, kind of dynamic or pattern where it is, well, if you hadn't have done that or said that, then I wouldn't feel a certain way. Thus, the problem is you. Or I think I'd love to say that to my partner, Mm -hmm. but they'll, or I'd share with my partner how I'm feeling. But they'll be like, I can't, that's not my deal. You know, I don't think so. I think that they'll swim in a, pool of shame oh. and I'll lose them and my oh. experience goes away and now yeah yeah because they'll feel so bad oh I'm so sorry so ashamed mm-hmm. for how they mm-hmm. made me feel and like oh so yeah. it's, just, it's not even worth the conversation like I'd rather just like keep yeah. it yeah or uh, one of the what I was thinking is you know hey I'm going to tell my partner how I'm feeling and the response I'm going to get back from my partner is sort of like well that's sort of a you problem um you know i'm sorry you feel that way but that's on you yeah and that's the kind of the removal of the responsibility or accountability or whatever it might be yes so i think okay like i love to do at the outset maybe you have a different version of that but Mm -hmm. maybe you don't and so just like consider those what does this conversation maybe begin to activate in you sure mine is definitely the one you just said yeah Oh, do you? Th- oh, because you think I do that to you, or because that was your experience? That's interesting. No, that's my experience, and then the one I think you do is <laughs> I have. I don't anymore. So usually, like, I think it's like I don't think I do that. Do no, I? <laughs> oh, you for sure don't. Um, no, I think I would have trended more towards like it's better just not to say something because I don't want to make you feel bad. I don't think you right. meant to. Me, so I'll feel bad. I kind of yeah. do the swimming, like, wallowing. Um, yeah you know, shame thing. Yes. The mm. wallowing word mm. feels the most accurate. If 
I'm a wallower. I think you can be a wallower. Have been a wallower. Steven is a wallower. Um, you know what? I think I have been. I think I can be. You know, it's a growing edge for me. It's yeah. a growing edge. Well, the counter is I can be a fire-breathing fire dragon. So mm. we all have our things. We've all got to grow. And I'm, I try we? not to. I'm not. And I don't think you love to wallow. No, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I just, it. it just feels so good. No, it just doesn't. to be down in the nut. It really doesn't. Um, uh, so you know, let's let's get into a little story here um, and see. Sorry, I have one more thing to say. Let's say. not get into a little story here. Let's <laughs> back think, it up. Back it up. I think what? even what's important about what we said just then is you're owning that. I don't make you wallow. You don't make me breathe fire. That's we true. Can... It's just in your nature and it's in my nature. <laughs> it's in our stories. I have they some genetic coding informed. for wallowing. It's coded. We're, we're not deeply, getting anywhere. Deeply. But no, I, I go ahead. But I think, I think knowing that before this even starts, you can take responsibility for your contribution sure. to this dynamic rather than saying, I wouldn't have to breathe fire if you just listened to me. Yeah. Yeah. You, You're making me what you make me feel so you bad about so myself all sure. the time. Sure. I would never have to wallow. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice if you would tone down the criticism. You're actually not a very critical person. I know you are. I am. I know. I am. That's why you wallow. You have an internal critical Oof. voice all the time. I feel like we're revealing quite a bit about myself that I wasn't <laughs> planning on revealing here in the podcast today. Um, I'm a wallower. Do you want to rename I'm, it? I'm critical. <laughs> all of Steven's faults. On the show today. I don't think those are your faults. I think that those are parts of your story. Sorry. Hold that thought because that's where we're going. Yeah, let's that's go. That's where we're going. Let's go to the story, the the other story. The real uh, story? The, the case example. And then is this we'll, our we'll longest intro ever? It is. It is. But I, you know, hopefully there's some real nuggets in it for everybody. <laughs> there are for us. <laughs> um, so, so maybe this is how... This dynamic goes. This, uh, your my partner is making me feel this way. So, uh, Denisha and Stella have been together for ten years, and they have two kids, ages four and seven. And today, while they were getting out the door for school and work, Denisha said to Stella, "Hey, can you try and remember today that the kids need to be picked up at three? Stella instantly feels her temperature rise, and she looks at Denisha with a cold look and says, "I don't need you. I don't need to be mothered by you, Denisha." I know the kids need to be picked up at three. Nothing more said between the two, but Stella instantly goes into a conversation in her head. And it goes something like this. Denisha is always trying to control me and act like I need her help managing our schedule. She's such a control freak. and She makes me feel so angry. It is so condescending for her to talk to me that way. Why can't she just back off? She's going to get all bent out of shape because I'm mad about this, but she is the one that is making it worse. Meanwhile, Denisha is also having a conversation. Bless you. Aaron sneezed. I thought it was going to be a lot louder and it wasn't. That was a really silent sneeze. Well done. All right. So Denisha, she was having a similar conversation in her head. And it goes like this. Stella is so reactive. She's so sensitive to any kind of input. And it annoys me to no end. I'm not trying to control her. I'm just reminding her. I don't even know how to talk to her. And it makes me feel so sad and hurt and angry. What, what is her deal? If she could just calm down, this would feel so much better. I had lots of reactions throughout 
yes, none more amazing than that silent sneeze. Oh I have to be honest, that was awesome. <laughs> It's impressive. Well, I'm so glad I was here today. I what think, are your thoughts? Well, I think what's, again, I already asked this once, but I think even just now hearing this story, like, did you have any reactions? I think I've felt um, the control freak. I'm trying to look back. Oh, yeah. She's such a control freak and she makes me feel so angry. So, uh, you know, it's hard to maybe just be one of these people because maybe depending on the context yeah, or a particular you, thing you're reminding about, you could be either one. Sure. But Typically, I feel like you are Denisha. Okay, we're going we're going back to some ways <laughs> that I do stuff. Okay, I am. I'm totally Denisha, and um, I can be Stella. And there are instances where it is reversed, but I think the trend is sure. This. Um, sure. And so when you said control freak, I was like, "Isn't he?" Gosh, <laughs> it, I get so condescending. Like yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, back yeah. off. And so as you know, Denise, or Stella's saying those stories in her head, like, oh, I'm like. You know that conversation? Yes. Did I write that? Uh, well, I think you lived it, apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and so I, I think that this is a dynamic that happens a lot uh, for but, couples. Wait, so I'm curious, though, just for you. Yeah. Obviously, um, you love the Denisha experience. Sure. I mean, I, I think that there can be maybe, I mean, if we're. You know, I, I can't speak for Denisha. You know, I don't know her scenario, her situation necessarily. But um, if I'm thinking about, I mean, our dynamic, uh, yeah, there's definitely part of me that at times can be like, why are you like, if you weren't so sensitive, mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, is is what comes up. Like, it this, I wouldn't feel angry. You would be okay. You wouldn't feel the way you're feeling. Like, if you could stop being that way this would be better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah most I'm certainly. not trying to control you. Yeah. Stop feeling like that. Yeah. I'm just saying like, Hey, don't forget, pick the kids up at three, you know, and maybe there's even, you know, maybe that's, that's been forgotten before. And so, so there's <laughs> a, you know, so then there, so then what happens is you get into kind of a debate about like, well, I'm only telling you because, you know, Oh, well we could now do direct quotes from our house where I'm like, I don't need you to say that. Mm -hmm. I don't, I know mm -hmm. that. And you're like, did you remember? And then I'm like, yeah. well, right now, no. But would my phone have reminded me soon? Hopefully, yeah. I think yeah. so. So, so, so I think what happens is, is this? You know, obviously, it's a it's a dynamic that we can run into. It's a dynamic that uh, we see other couples have, and it's this this feeling of like, if you would stop, I wouldn't feel this way. And I think, um, you know, if relationships work perfectly, uh, you know, this. Uh, we we as partners would have the ability to separate our experience from our partner's words or actions and we would we would realize that oftentimes what we're feeling has has much more to do with something related to our personal story and our personal fears hurts and hopes it's 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 really something located within our selves in terms of what motivates the reaction. It's not really our partner that 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 is the um that creates the reaction is what I would say. I see you say say more. Because this is gets I think this is where it gets feel, feels like it can get murky a little bit. Right. And I mm -hmm. think so I think because I 
So stick with us. Yes. We'll, we'll work it out here. Right. So I like what you said. I like how they would work. I like the idealized part of that. And honestly, it doesn't feel that idealized. Go ahead. So, well, so so maybe I, I think just what I was thinking. So let's, for example, say that um, Stella had a bit of a controlling, overbearing caregiver. And part of what happens is... You're giving away nuggets of my story now, Stephen. Well, not on purpose. I'm talking about Stella. <laughs> you can you can re- you can relate to Stella if you'd like, but I'm talking about Stella. Okay. So so let's say Stella had an overbearing caregiver, right? So just in her in her story and in, in her experience, that comment, hey, could don't forget to pick up the kids at three, could could be a completely benign comment that doesn't mean anything from Denisha from from De, from Denisha mm-hmm. yes but because of Stella's experience because of her feeling of moments of being controlled because of her fear of not wanting to be controlled because of her the past hurt that she has had about being controlled and because of her hope to not feel that way ever again she hears that comment and there's so much feeling, history, um, emotional dysregulation, all these things that go into it and cause are kind of the catalyst for that energy that she feels. Now, did Denisha say, hey, pick up the kids at three? Yes. But is Denisha the cause for how Stella is feeling in that moment? I would say, well, I mean, she's part of Stella's story, but but Stella's story is the um, the the framework or the foundation for for that reactivity. So the way, yes, I like that. Um, I how I talk about this, we talk about this with couples mm-hmm. all of the time, and honestly, this, I don't think this is like the single definition of couples work, but it's real close. Don't you think it's one of the primary definitions of like helping couples? What I would say untangle the threads yes of their experience yes because yeah Yeah, because you and i do have patterns that perpetuate old stories that we didn't particularly like for example guess what maybe denisha is a little controlling and and stella's used to having someone who's a little controlling and so obviously yes stella's in a relationship with someone who can be a little bit of a control freak okay and can the way denisha relate to stella activate that place Yes. Does that mean? Go ahead. No, go ahead. No. I, that Denisha needs to be like, not my fault. That's your story. No. Okay. That's the part that I think rubs people the wrong way because we are still responsible for our contribution of how we bump into each other's stories. Yes. And that is why we have to know each other's stories. Yes. Because opposite, Denisha may very well have grown up in a little bit of a chaotic household yep. where people didn't remember and she had to grow up super fast and she had yeah. to like be she always at had clock at kindergarten. Yeah, she had to remind her caregivers or her friends or whoever it might be like, hey, this is important to me. Can you please pay attention? And, and so for her to have to say that could actually be hurtful just to say it. Like, it, do you know? What? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting. Go, go. I just continue. Well, I think all I mean to say is we are we do bump into each other. Yes. And and that is something we have to work out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What 
how deep that bump goes is our personal story. Yeah. And that is our responsibility to bring to our partner and say like, hey, I reacted in 11 to that simple request. Mm-hmm. Man, it reminded me of my dad having a comment and opinion about everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and not trusting me and feeling like he needed to be. Right. <laughs> so so me, I think like, you're oh, in there. So I think that's a little bit. So we're get we're going to get there like, the like like what what we're talking about. But. I think what in what you were saying, one of the things I was hearing too, is so uh, so knowing these little bits of Denisha's story and these little bits of Stella's story that we're that, making up. Yeah, yeah. but that, that I mean, they're they're made up from experience, right, or made right. up from like you know multiple or you know kinds of compilations of uh, different patterns we see in couples. I I think one of the things that can happen too is. So these words that get used. So Denisha's a control freak. Yeah. Or Stella is just overly sensitive. And reactive. And reactive. Like, yes. Fire breathing. What happens is when you understand these stories that Denisha isn't a control freak just because, I mean, that's a super negative term, right? But But Denisha has felt that she has had to control her environment to be noticed, to feel important. That's very different. That That is, I think there can be some real compassion that you can have for her and vice versa for- Wait, but I think to soothe the fear. I think yeah. that's a soothing thing yeah. for her. It's it the fear, how she found the hurt, some comfort and chaos. The fear, the hurt, and the hope. Yeah. And, and I think that- when we have experiences that, um, you know, Denisha has experiences of feeling, you know, chaotic and, and not cared for, well, she fears having that experience happen again. There's hurt that that's happened. She doesn't want to feel that hurt again. There's hope that maybe it could be different, that, that maybe she wouldn't feel that way with Stella. And so that motivates her, quote unquote, being con- controlling. And, and I think... Uh, I I think the way to reframe that is she is sensitive to that mm-hmm, wound mm-hmm. and can be protective. Right. I think that is the kind way of saying that so that for both Denisha and Stella to say like, mm-hmm. you're trying to protect a very, very um, tender place for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I see that. You know, sorry, I'm, we're moving ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And and so for Stella, there's, there's this idea that, you know, she kind of gets billed as this oversensitive, highly reactive person, but think about her experience. So she grows up in this uh, more rigid controlling environment where anytime she has a feeling or she has a thought or she has something she wants to express her, her caregiver or her community around her says, Oh, no, 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 not that's too much. Let's calm down. Let's keep it within these certain boundaries. No, no, no. We, you know what? We don't talk about that emotion in our family. You know, we, we, um, we don't show anger. Um, nope. We don't show too much sadness. And, and so for, for her, there, there's this feeling of uh, to, for her to respond with the, the, the energy that she has about being controlled, she can feel like, you know, she's being told that she's just reacting or that it's not a big deal which is what Denisha is in a sense thinking in her own um, head. But knowing her story, you can realize. Stella's. Yes. Knowing Stella's story, you can realize why, why she wouldn't like that. Um, so yes. th- thoughts or no. next yes. thing. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that ideally how, how relationships work is that the partners would be able to 
separate the threads of their experience, like, like you were saying, or, or, yes. or untangle them. Yeah. And I, I think people, anyone listening to this will say, or maybe not, but most people I think would say, and this is what we get from couples all the time. Yeah, right. Like in real time, we're going to untangle those stories. And our comment is no. Yeah. It takes practice. Well, but that's it why. It does get better, don't you think? It, it does, but that's why this doesn't work initially because because life is very crowded and interactions between parenting partners happen very quickly, particularly in the context of parenting. And in the moment, it just, you just is mean because there's extra noise. Yeah, and yeah. Transitions I mean, and yeah. you know, and there's mm-hmm. kids running around everywhere, and you're, you know, like there, there's just so much Bunchy going on. Socks and dinosaur pants. Yeah, and shoes everywhere. Food. Legos. Nobody vacuums. Everybody <laughs> just takes their jackets off and just throws them on the floor, and then steps on them, and then we've touched. Goes something. to the bathroom all over the wall, and it just you know what? I mean, I've just heard. I've heard that this happens anyway. So, so I mean, this is life. Um, and and in those moments, I hope that's not. But I hear what you're but saying. But it is. It really is. You know, we we naturally naturally react rather than pause to to respond in in this kind of thoughtful way which you're you're saying like couples are like that's a really nice idea there's no way in the world that's going to happen but yes that's exactly yeah. what can begin to happen and and i think that this is this is the okay so how do you how do you fix this dynamic is Many times these conversations, so, so obviously Denisha and Stella, it didn't happen in the moment, but what can happen is they can come back after the moments happened and they can, in a sense, debrief it. They can say, look, I was feeling this way. I recognize that this happened for me. I was feeling this way. I recognize this happened for me. And they can talk to one another about how the interaction activated parts of their story and what that was about. So I think the part that I love about this moment is because I think one of the things people, couples say to us all the time is like, this is where defensiveness can sort of kill Mm -hmm. a conversation. Sure. Um, Because it says like, hey, I want you to know, and I feel like I'm coming to you vulnerably and I'm telling you how this activated my story and I wasn't trying to be reactive you know, but right. that hurt. And then you said, well, you forgot to pick up the kids, you know, two weeks ago. So I was just trying to remind you or something like that. Yes. Or like, well, that's not me. You know, like I didn't. Um, yeah. Well, and- I didn't mean it that way. Sorry. You took it that way. That's tough. You know, that's tough. Yes. And I think some of the reason people think my partner's a jerk, they would never come back and say, have this kind of conversation. I hear you. But I think that what keeps people protective from really engaging in this part of the repair is feeling like the only way to validate my partner, which is wrong. Let me just start with this is a myth. But the feeling is the only way for me to make my partner feel okay in this Mm -hmm. is for me to deny my own experience. So the only way for Denisha to soothe Stella is to say, you're right, I was being controlling and not to say how it is also important for her to be able to soothe that need for her Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. by controlling her no but like by being able to say like i realize i'm just stressed right now but it's going to really help me to feel soothed to know this is taken care of yeah you know something like that like we we don't have to double down on the 
the way it doesn't feel good, but we also don't have to deny the part of us that needs that protection. Does that make sense? I I I think it does. I I think it it is really nuanced, and and I I think that the way the way I think about this and, and and break this down in terms of how you cannot get into that defensive place, how you can not get stuck in this, you know, my partner's making me feel this way or that is for you as a human being to be aware of what's happening for you and for you to tell your partner the story of what is happening for you, not the story of what your partner did. So what it would look like is this. So let's say um, Denisha comes back to, to Stella and says, Hey, you know, obviously we didn't, that was not a good interaction this morning. Um, and you know what I found myself doing? I found myself having a conversation um, about uh, feeling frustrated um, and angry that, you know, um, you got upset and I was kind of, you know, going down this uh, road that, that wasn't you know, super great. You know what I realized? Like this, is this is one of those things. Like I got, I, I've been forgotten at school before. Like I, I, I feel like one of the things that I worry about for the kids is, is that they know, they absolutely know that we are thinking about them and caring about them and, and, and all of those things, because one of the things that I didn't have when I was a kid or feel or experience, what was that, that someone was paying attention or remembering me? And you know what? I, I, I said that and, and yes, I was, it was because I was feeling anxious, but I, I really, honestly, I wasn't trying, I wasn't trying to upset you that that's just the part of the, my story that was informing what was happening. Um, and so I, I know that it, it did something to you. I can imagine maybe what it was, but I'd like to understand that. But I just want you to know like what was happening for me. If you notice, Denisha has not said a single thing about Stella and Stella's reaction and response and what Stella did to make her feel. Denisha. Yeah, that way. Denisha told the story of what happened for her about her. Not Stella. That's an invitation. I mean, I, I'm trying to imagine the negative way of hearing that and I'm having a hard time, you know, like what would be the hole for that argument? And honestly, it just feels good. Like I'm listening to you and I'm like, yeah, I feel like I can come back and be like, I I know that I, you're right. Yeah. I hear that. And yeah. then this is where I got stuck in my, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. my story. And and I think that the couples really, and we, we do, we, we hear people say this all the time, like nah, real people don't talk like that. And, you know, we, we would never have a conversation um, like that. And, and you know what, maybe real people, quote unquote, real people don't, but it is a skill to learn. And if you want to have a healthy relationship, and if you want to have a relationship where you feel understood and validated, and it isn't filled with conflict, you need to learn to talk this way. That, and, 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 and so rather than I think people really get lost on like, there's no way that could happen. Some I, people, I, mean, that's I would simply minority, say, yes, it does happen. How about this? How about you and, part, you and your partner say, you know what? How can we help this happen? 
in our relationship. Help this way of conversation. Mm -hmm. Like, how can we imagine that it can happen and take place? Um, Because, you know. Well, it happens all the time. We see it it happen all the time. Couples do talk like this. We talk like this. Not every time. No. But we repair looks like this. Exactly. And everyone has their own way and their own rhythm of, of sharing their stories. But but it is a skill that can be learned, and you know honestly, like it's necessary. Yeah, and it is what therapy and and coaching and all those things are are about. Like this is how you have good communication. Like I I don't know what else to I don't know what else to say. Well, I think you're speaking exclusively to the people who might feel like the naysayers. Yeah, and I think that they they are the minority. I don't think that that is most of what we hear Mm -hmm. but it's the saddest part of what we hear like it could that could never happen like wow that's a and that's a hurt place to be that is a a sad place um because it can happen um yeah and and so i i just i i think again it's not that we are aren't responsible or accountable for the things that we say and how they impact our partner for example Anytime that Denisha, you know, she says this kind of quote unquote controlling comment, um, you know, for me, honestly, we talked about sort of my wallowing critical self. You know, when, when I find that I am being critical, I know that me being critical has an impact on Aaron. I like it. It's, it's very clear that it does. It can hurt her feelings. It can, you know, uh, shift her mood or, you know, whatever it might, whatever it might be. And, and in a way, um, I, uh, yes, I'm responsible for that. I need to be ac- accountable for that. I need to say like, Hey, like this is what was happening. I was feeling critical. I know that that, you know, didn't, didn't feel good. I, I'm, I'm sorry for, for doing that. But I think what the, what the real nuance here is it's the focus where I think for you, Aaron, if, when we have those interactions, I think, you could easily say, um, you made me feel this way. Or you could say, you know what? Yes, it did. I didn't like that. And it did make me feel sad. But I also get like your story and why that happened. And it, and it, it's, it sort of lessens some of the intensity of it or the sting or, or well, I'm, I don't know. What would you say? I Unfortunately, I think I'm about to introduce a new term. But I think this okay. is part of our in, earned security. Because I think earlier sure. in our relationship – for sure, the impact was much greater. I took it personally and I mm-hmm, felt mm-hmm. either responsible for it or responsible to fix it or right, right. Um, confused. And, and even your apology, right. would I would be like, okay, but I would still be like, but you stay away from me. Sure, um, sure. And yeah. that, that is my story. I mean, that that's my dad in a 30 second conversation mm-hmm, right there mm-hmm. um, or my experience of him. But um, I think as we have like, grown and pursued health and have worked on repair even when you're in those moods i i don't um it doesn't feel as personal i think yeah it doesn't i'm like oh you are having a hard time right and i don't feel as like i bad bad as a Mm -hmm. a human like i don't wallow and be like oh look at what i did i just go you know what I got lost in i got lost in my story in a way that wasn't helpful for me or you it could be hurtful I, i if if I have hurt you, I'm I'm sorry that I did. I don't want to do that. And 
we I can, can quickly say impact if there was some, and then we can move on. Yeah, it does. It, it really does go away. Yeah, and I I would say I I feel that I feel the exact same way. You know, what you kind of say fire breathing. Like when that happens, I I can I can experience that and be like, ah, you know. My fire breathing, I'm not loud just because I think a lot of people are like, I don't yell. I don't yell. Mm -hmm. I I am an external processor. I can talk fast. I can say everything I've thought, felt, gone through in a 15-minute period, and I can say it fast and rapid fire, and it can be cutting, like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And sorry, that's what fire breathing looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just say, like, I I think I feel the same way um, about not taking it as personally and uh, you know, uh, understand like kind of giving like Aaron's uh, having a hard yeah time. compassion to one another. Like, oh yeah, you're just, you know you're just in a place, and and that's all that's all right. And yeah, it can hurt my feelings, and I can say that, mm-hmm. but I and I can take responsibility for mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it can we can really repair and move through that. Yeah, and and so if you if you th- hear this, if you notice the focus isn't on blaming your partner or focusing on on what your partner needs to do uh, to be different. It's, it's or, much. I, I think this is really important. It also isn't on just like putting your tail between your legs and taking one in the chin and just like saying, you're right. My fault. I'm so sorry. Yeah. It, yeah. It's not it, like that's no better. This is, this is about personal reflection and understanding of your story and sharing your story with your partner, which is really connective which is what helps partners feel like they're a team, which helps partners feel like they know one another, which helps partners feel like, you know what, no matter what, we can get through this, that, or the other because we're connected, because we understand, because we have a language between us, because we have a story between us. It, it, is, a, it, it is a togetherness building process um, that, that has everything to do with, um, working towards sharing your life with each other. Sure. Um, I think the other really important thing to me anyway, in this is you're modeling and demonstrating earned security for your kids. Yes. Yes. And so it's earned security. Use that phrase just real or quick. Secure attachment or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if, you know, I grew up with an insecure attachment, but you can, become secure in your, in your attachment relationships as you um, grow and learn and, and become healthier. And so earn and security these things out like this. Mm-hmm. So one of the, one of the most profound relationships where people can earn, earn security is in their romantic, romantic relationships with partners. And so you and your partner have a, a great opportunity to help one another be healthy. Um, and this is one of the ways um, that you can move towards that health together as partners. So on today's show, you heard us mention the term earned security. If you want to learn more about attachment theory and this phrase, guess what? We have a workshop that can help you and your partner learn more. So go to couplescounselingforparents.com, go to our workshops tab, and you can find the attachment workshop right there. Or you can join the CCFP membership and get access to our complete library of workshops. So, couplescounselingforparents.com, workshops tab, the attachment workshop. If you want to learn more about this important psychological theory about how we attach and love. Today's show was produced by Aaron and Stephen Mitchell. If you're enjoying the podcast, please hit the follow button and leave us a rating. 
This helps our content become more visible to others who might enjoy it, and it lets us know how we can keep improving the show. And as always, we're grateful for you listening. Thanks so much for being with us here today on Couples Counseling for Parents. And remember, working on a healthy couple relationship is good parenting.